Hello everybody, welcome to My Take What's Yours. I have a, a very special guest with me today, uh, Mr. Sean Barrett, and we're going to be doing a little bit of um, stuff about self-defense and, and awareness and stuff like that. Um, so I'm not sure if many people know this, but January is National Personal Self-Defense Awareness Month. And in many situations, knowing how to defend yourself is the best chance against a bad situation. Self-defense can be physical, but it's also mental sometimes. Your best defense can be calmness and alertness in a terrible situation. So what better guest to have on me today, other than obviously, Mr. Sean Barrett. So I'm just gonna give a little bit of a, a backstory on Sean. Uh, I know Sean now a good few years over from working in the job, um, but since then, Sean has gone on to be a third Dan black belt in kickboxing and currently ranked second in Ireland and third in the world in the lightweight, or sorry, in the light welterweight full contact divisions. So, Sean, if you'd like to just throw yourself into the podcast and uh, welcome, obviously. That was a bit of a, a nervy start for me because you're uh, a big, a big person to be coming on my podcast. You know, I usually just have friends, but this is a, it's a, it's a privilege you know, to have you on this. Thanks very much. I really, really appreciate it. Nice little introduction. But Thank I don't you. think I, my rankings are still valid now <laughs> due to COVID. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, gone on. Uh, my fighting style has gone behind me now. Uh, my fighting days are over. Right. Um, I'm focused on the lads and whoever's in the gym with the with the fighters, and um, we've been successful. So, uh, kind of getting a full year at it, and a five year goal was attained within a year, which is really really exciting to get a double champion. At eighty six kilos as well, and then from turn professional, right? So the first professional kickboxer since two thousand eight, Lee Waters, and out of our gym, we're only really an hour, uh, a year and a half in, which I need to pinch myself sometimes and go, wow, wow, this is this is really going somewhere. That's fantastic, actually. Yeah, that's mm. mad. The first in Waterford since, since two thousand eight. Yeah. The, the last one was uh, Lynn McHenry. Sorry, Lynn O'Shea. She got married since. Right. But, uh, Lynn uh, was my original coach. Ah. back in Billy's so when I if you're from Waterford you know Billy O'Sullivan yeah, yeah. Billy O'Sullivan so I was 20 years with Billy and uh, Lynn would see that I'm slacking off in training and just give me the back of the <laughs> finger yeah, yeah. and uh, she'd have me in for private sessions and teach me and she really put the time into me for me to go from mediocre to being able to achieve something okay excellent well that's a that was a nice little introduction from yourself as well Um, I'm just going to do the the kind of intro to about what the podcast is going to be about today and a couple of questions and then we'll talk about your little business because uh, a successful business going now at the moment which is great to see and um, yeah so you'll be able to tell us a little bit about that so here we go lads Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We have a, a few little questions here. I don't really, I don't know what way to do this podcast, right? So I'll let you decide. Do you want me to give you the questions that people put up on Reddit about advice on self-defense? Or would you like to talk a little bit about why you went down the road that you did? While you, 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 you thrown everything at this, you, you kind of 
you're all in basically into your into your into your business now mm. um and that's inspirational as well um so we can talk about that first or we can talk about the other one first i think we'll go with the with the layouts that you have we'll, we'll definitely talk about both of them yeah um i think they're important to have and i also have my own beliefs on self-defense okay so i think if we can go with the reddit questions yeah perfect i think it'll be a good uh, parry in perfect no problem right so our first one here now i can't really make it out from the head <coughs> because it sounds a little bit unusual to me like it so i'll have to read the story but the uh, the title is how can i trick my mind to hit somebody from that now i don't really understand mm-hmm. you know usually when i read the the title i can think oh yeah this is what the story is going to be like excuse me but uh, i'll have to read this one now so it's so i'm just gonna pause you for a second yeah so my perception of that yeah would be you want to trick your mind so you're automatically in fight or flight so you're always choosing flight oh okay okay so that would be my perception but i could be wrong. yeah 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 well we'll, we'll find out <laughs> i had no idea what this is about now um so it's i've done martial arts for four to five years i remember i always had a hesitation to hit my opponent mm-hmm. a month ago a guy came up to me and asked me for my money this is in high school I told him I didn't have any and the guy wanted to search my pockets. The next thing I know is this guy throwing a punch at me. I tried to punch him and that's when the hesitation kicked in and I just didn't want to miss the punch. But he ended up looking extremely goofy, a thing which gave him courage to try again the next day. So that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I would say you might be trained in martial arts and this is the segue into my belief of okay. self-defense or anything like that. Yeah. I can train Taekwondo, Jiu Jitsu, anything like that, but am I sparring? Am I in that high intensity situation that makes me go, okay, I'm uncomfortable? Right. So once you're in that uncomfortable situation, uh, you have to step out. You have to step out of that comfort zone and do it. Yeah. My own martial arts training, going back years ago, I was hesitant to hit people because you want to be nice and you want to be every, like flowers and daisies. Unfortunately, yeah, life yeah, yeah. is not like that. Mm. Um, so you have to be mean and you have to be a little bit tough and life has a way of showing you that way okay um, through different experiences whether it be in the gym or outside yeah um, but the main takeaway out of there is he's not from my perception of that story he's not in that high intensity situation he's not sparring he doesn't have someone in their face pulling out a jab putting out a kick okay he would be just standing there and throwing out techniques you can't just stand there. You might know a technique, yeah. but until you're in that pressure situation to throw it yeah. and react, you're not going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this, I think it was Mike Tyson said, uh, you can train and train and train and go over routines, but as soon as you get hit, that one goes out the window. Everyone has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. That's it. That's the one. Yeah, so that's because like, I remember when I was younger, obviously, when I was a little shit, like, you know, and we were all going around fighting, thinking we were the best thing ever when you're younger. But like, just like sometimes you'd be you could be okay and the next thing you could be doing the windmill you know swinging punches like you know like he said goofy and then you'd be thinking jesus do you know did it look bad or whatever do you know but as you're saying i think i think this fella needs to needs to kind of put himself in that pressure zone go into sparring and start do you know um kind of get into them situations it's would you call like sparring like obviously it's a real situation but like it's is it a a kind of a, a mock fight not really a mock fight in the sense but like there's a safetyness to it like 
do you know so like the two you have respect for each other you're not going to go overboard but at the same time we're still getting that experience in theory yeah in theory yeah that is exactly what we're after in in, in trying to get sparring unfortunately that doesn't happen okay so egos come into it <laughs> People, right. you might walk onto a shot and might be only after throwing about 30 cent and per 30 cent power yeah. and you walk onto that shot and it makes it feel a lot worse and he's after hitting you and like oh, I'm going to get him now yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. go and people lose their cool especially if you take two novices say um, in sparring they could be great stuff or whatever and they're doing all the work putting their combinations together and then it comes to fight night and you have one novice in that corner, one novice in that corner. What's the first thing they're going to do? As soon as that bell goes at each other, just go straight. Yeah. Straight clash, yeah. bang, and they're not going to take a back foot up. And they come back in, at the end of the round. Like, <gasps> I, I can't continue. Yeah, like, yeah. Way after blowing their load, excuse the term, <laughs> but like way after going out and putting it all out in the first in the first round, you know you have two more rounds to go so now you got to suck up and you got to bite down that button shield and you got to find what drives you to do this and want to do this yeah. you either want that win or you don't the same with self-defense like when you come to self-defense you need to get your way out of the situation you never want to stay in the situation okay one of my things like people do come to me for self-defense yeah and I go what do you want to do and they're like I want to control the situation I said why aren't you in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu right okay yes Brazilian yes, yes. Jiu Jitsu is the best martial art for any self-defense what I'm going to teach you is going to hurt it's going to hurt you and it's going to hurt them. Yeah. But then Jiu Jitsu is the only martial art that's going to teach you self defense that you can control the situation without hurting either party. Okay. And are you would are you into like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? Would you like to learn? Did you learn it? I did about two weeks of it and then <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just focused on the kickboxing. Um, I, I like a bit, a bit of Jocko uh, Wilnick. Is that okay. right? Am I saying that right? Um, I. I don't know. Jacko, uh, anyway. Yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a saying that I'm, I'm getting older and what do, what do I do? I'm over 30. And oh, all right. Being, uh, being over 30, I, I can really see, uh, feel what he says. He says, pick up Jiu Jitsu, start lifting weights, and drink some water. Yeah. And there are three uh, keys to happiness. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Um, I can see where he's coming from. Because yeah. Jiu Jitsu, you're constantly learning. It's something okay. new. And what I love about Jiu Jitsu as well, and I'm, I'm just someone looking from the outside I'm not in it mm. is every black belt can be traced back to the original black belt like that's unheard of yeah. like, that's, that's amazing yeah you know I, I, I like um, obviously Joe Rogan was a massive advocate for jiu -jitsu, uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu I'd love to learn Brazilian Jiu Jitsu um, I don't know if I'd have the courage to go out and like you know at the age of 28 I'd, I'd nearly walk in there and I'd feel like Jesus you know what I mean like that's that's kind of the way my brain would go like a Gonna suffer a, a a bit with social anxiety in them situations, but uh, it'd definitely be something I'd learn to do because, like you're saying, it's it's the only one you can learn to control a situation without hurting you or the other party. Um, me, I I'd be a lover rather than a fighter. I mean, I've had my fights, but I'd rather kind of tone down the situation rather than getting into it. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu would be a uh, maybe. You never know. In years to come, I might pluck up the courage and go do you know what fucking I go down and you're only getting older so what's I know happening? I know I know and I'd be constantly listening to people going on about it and uh, do you know Ian Welsh uh, Ian yeah yeah he um, he, Tony was saying, son, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was saying to me come on come on now to uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu with me I said I will I will I will but I never went down do you know and bite the bullet yeah you never know yeah what, what they're after to lose you know I went to a kickboxing class at 9 years of age just 
wanted to try it. You yeah. know, 23 years later with a with a minor club. Exactly. So you don't know what path you're gonna you don't know what path you're gonna go on in life. Yeah. Just take a chance. Yeah. Maybe I will. Do you know what I will? That'll be my goal of this year. Twenty twenty three. I'm gonna go to my first Brazilian Jiu Jitsu class. What do I have to lose? Nothing. Yeah. Bit of sweat. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I just love the way people talk about it. Like it's an art. Like it's a game of chess. It's it looks amazing to do. Do you know? And um, I'll have to start working on the yoga. Do you know to get flexible and do a couple of Pilates classes. Pilates, fantastic. <laughs> Uh, yoga is great as well. I've done a couple of classes of yoga. Oh yeah. Yeah, fantastic. I've got a bad lower back, so uh, right. I was advised to go into yoga. Okay. And it's fantastic. Really. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I, I highly recommend myself and my partner used to go every Wednesday night. Oh wow. Uh, down to the yoga classes down in Johnstown. Okay. And uh, even just for your mental health. Yeah, I didn't even know what for to have the yoga classes. Yeah. It's full of them. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> I didn't even look. That's mad. I was only, you know, just listen, but I never knew there would. Like, you know, when you watch, everyone in America is doing yoga, like, or whatever, but nah, I didn't think there was there's, any more. There's two yoga schools right next to each other in Johnstown. Is there? Yeah. Oh, that's mad. I might do it. I'd love to do it. Obviously, I'm referring back to Joe Rogan again because I listen to him the whole time. Mm. He was advocate for yoga as well. Goes on about it. He's like, you get this sense of, like, a, a primeval high, do you know, like, it's, you're on top of life. Everyone in yoga class is super friendly. Yeah, I'd love to try it. I can feel myself. Do you know, my age, I can, and especially coming out. Of, <laughs> I know, I know, but I feel like, oh, I just feel stiff coming out of that job. I feel like I just need something to loosen me up, like you know. Give yoga a go. Yeah. Give jiu jitsu a go. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially in in the job that you're in. Like mm. I spent seven years there. Yeah. You know, I, I remember when we first started and my first two weeks I couldn't turn over my hands because of the cold and, mm. and putting the fillets on. <laughs> you remember? Uh, Ice cold. Yeah. And, so, and we, we didn't have the gloves at the time. Oh, no. Gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're putting it there and doing that all day long for eight hour shift just yeah. putting fillets on the line and it was so painful. Yeah. I'd, I'd take a punch in the face any day. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I'm not on fillets now, thank God. But I remember being on the fillets and your man Joseph then telling you no 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 four four not five oh yeah. and your hands and then when you go for a break then and you put your hands under the warm tap and they'd be throbbing yeah. and stinging oh my god jeez thank god I don't have to do that anymore but I'm still working in there I'm on the pork steaks now at the moment oh that's handy number yeah handy number <laughs> it is actually to be fair I'm not going to lie it is mm. but um you never get as good as what I had before I left on Destination. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that was, that was uh, when I was on that, like, no, to cover John Elliott for the... Yeah, yeah. It was tough enough, lads. You know, they were flying over and then you'd have all the supervisors popping their heads around and saying, what's the fucking hole up? You just do what I did. Fuck off. Yeah. Move on and move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Um, will we go on to the second question? Yeah, move on and throw away. Right. So it's cross-training martial arts. Mm-hmm. So... So quick backstory to this post. I'm in my mid-30s and have severely neglected the ability to defend myself and my physical health in general. Without getting into too much personal detail, there's a heightened possibility that in about four months time, a physical altercation will occur with myself and someone else that will be difficult to avoid. Right, I'm going to pause that there now. Mm-hmm. In four months, this fella knows. I need, I need to find out what, what the fuck this is about now. So, I of course would use every non-violent way I know of diffusing the conflict, whether it be verbal, legal, or just outright being around. 
But unfortunately, there will be times I will be around this person. It's of course an issue with my current SO's ex. Do you know what I mean? SO's? SO's ex. Special other? Could be. Special other's ex. We'll go with that. Mm. And they have a kid together, so you know. I can be flamed for being in this clusterfuck later. Let's scroll down now. I have started Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, as was the plan, way before this even came up, but more tools in the box are needed. I'm not under any delusion that I will be a badass able to take on the world with only a few months of any training, but I will be much better off than sitting on the couch. I am currently at an MMA gym that offers Brazilian, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, Judo, MMA, Boxing and Muay Thai. The question is, what do I cross train in and where do I put my focus only being able to train four times a week. Do I do a two day split of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and striking? Do I focus mainly on the striking art for the next few months and picking up Brazilian Jiu Jitsu later? How do I manage physical burnout during this time? I appreciate all the answers I get, even the ones telling me I'm a dumbass for entertaining the idea of a fight, but we can't avoid everything. No, we can't avoid everything. Uh, I'll go back to the answer to the first question straight away. I'll be in, in, in my Jiu Jitsu. If you already have experience in a stand-up uh, striking art, then mm. you're always going to go back to that that you know. Yeah. You know, so you really need to train that new skill. If you don't, if you don't want a physical altercation, okay. And you want to defuse it, the jiu-jitsu is the way to go. Right. Like if you're looking to do damage, I mean, it's, it's striking. It's down to the person's individuality. Like. Yeah. But cooler heads need to prevail in that situation. Like if you're seeing someone, I, I assume SO means special, special other. So um, okay, if you're seeing someone, they have a child, and that's that's causing friction. That's not good on the child. It's not good on the parents. It's mm. it's not a good situation in in general. Yeah. So you need to grow up a little bit and see the bigger picture. Yeah. Like the child's happiness is key there. Yeah. Um, because if dad is coming to see the child and you're at loggerheads that child's not going to like you because you're hitting someone that, that they love yeah so cooler heads need to prevail yeah otherwise go to jiu-jitsu and just uh, I forget your striking art there and just go with jiu-jitsu because you don't want to hurt anyone yeah you just want a situation to de-escalate yeah, yeah just to diffuse the situation outright maybe even diffuse it that way and then go with the, the legal route absolutely like a restraining order whatever it may be or yeah yeah I suppose yeah that's a that's a good answer. I um, when I was younger, my my best tactic was because like I was saying earlier in the podcast, when when I used to strike, sometimes I get so wound up, I would throw an old Superman puncher, you know, doing a windmill or a haymakers or whatever. But my main goal would always be, I remember thinking to myself, right, get him to the ground, get him to the floor, because when I'm in a fight, I'm constantly thinking, whereas other people would probably be just swinging so what i do is i get him to the floor and obviously people who are used to standing up striking they've never been on the floor so they start to panic and that's when i felt i could take control of the situation mm. and that was what i did when i was younger do you know what i mean mm. but um yeah i felt i felt that really helped to kind of yeah, not diffuse it but for me it was like to take it control of the situation that won't work now with the with the Look, all street fights usually end up on the ground. Yeah. So straight away you have to think to yourself, right, I gotta protect my face, I gotta protect my head here. Yeah. Um, because that's 
let's be real about it, someone's going to come and stamp on your head. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if that's not going to happen, it's not the person that you're attacking. It's his body that's too two lengths behind you are waiting to see if you, you get the better on him so he can jump in on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's never a one-on-one anymore. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's not just a, not a one-on-one. There's one-on-ones, there's two-on-ones, there's three-on-ones, there's uh, a two-on-one with a knife. Like, knife, knife crimes from through the room. Yeah, it's very, it's very prom- uh, like a prominent now, isn't it? You hear yeah. it on the, on the news the whole time about knives. Yeah. It was never like that back when we were younger. No, and no. people are getting desensitized to it, and they shouldn't. They shouldn't be realizing like this is a this is a problem within our culture and when yeah. here in Ireland, and, like it's it's really bad in Dublin. It's really bad in Limerick. Yeah, but, like it's going to filter down. Mm. You know how many stabbings in Warford has has there been over the last? Oh my years? god, like, countless. There you go. Yeah, it's 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 actually a scary situation. Like obviously, when we be listening to the news or reading the news, and it's war for this, war for that, and I'm just thinking, geez, like is the place really gone that bad? Mm. Like America has its guns, but we definitely there's a lot of people picking up on the knives like over here mm-hmm. because they can't get guns and it's really a, a worrying situation. Like it's just a tear and yeah. we're on a race to the bottom. Yeah. Man. I suppose that's a good way to kind of well, how would I put it? Sell the whole self defense thing, like. I don't know if there's any questions here now about knife attacks or whatever, but would you have anything like about it? Like, what was your best thing? Would you just to run, or? Um, advice for someone pulling a knife on you. Yeah. Give them everything they want. Right. Yeah, you want the car keys? Give it to them. Do you want, yeah. the, do you want the mobile phone? Give it to them. Yeah. Like, do you want the keys to your house? Give it to them. Do you want uh, do you want a lift? Give it to them. Yeah. Get your car, house, phone, everything is replaceable. You are not replaceable. Yeah. When you look at the statistics, when you look at the statistics of um, the actual chance of you being born, was it like one one trillion? Yeah, thousand, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And you want to give that life up for a phone? Yeah. You really need to like take a look at your priorities. Yeah. Like, we all like materialistic things. We all we all like uh, like oh, I have a nice car or I have a nice house or whatever we all yeah. love that but at the end of the day it doesn't matter without love and kindness and what you build at home yeah if you come into a warm home there's a nice dog there or a nice cat there or your your daughter or your son is greeting you at the door that's everything mm. and to think to throw that away because someone has a knife in your hand or i'm not giving it to you because i work hard it can be replaced yeah you cannot be replaced give it over there, yeah. was, there was an experience i had with a, with a gun put to my head I was working at Supermax. It was on the first night as manager down Barnstrand Street. Okay. And we called it the the management course because first night you ever became manager, something always happened on your first night. Really? Yeah. So, uh, I won't name names, but uh, one guy um had a shotgun pulled on him, and the place was robbed. Uh, another girl had uh, a lorry reversed through the front of the uh, the. <laughs> The, the shop window really yeah yeah, yeah. So they, like all these stories going around like it was my first night shift and I was like it was just getting to the last half hour and uh, it was it was pouring rain and I remember it so clearly and I next one and I see uh, a person running down the side Cause you know you had them big windows yeah, yeah. So I see a person running down the side and his hood is up and he comes in next one the hood comes down gun comes out balaclava give me everything and I'm just there ah shit 
No um, way. So I'm, I'm shaking, but I'm kind of staying calm. Yeah. I was very scared. <clears throat> yeah. Obviously. Of course. So the manager that was training me on the time literally threw his keys at me and said, just give him all your arms around. I'm like, yeah, no problem. Um, so I empty out the, the register. And as I did, I actually spilt the register all over the ground. Okay. And just kind of instant kicked in. I got down to start picking up the coins and the notes and whatever. I put the gun to my head and just said, fucking leave it. Get up the back to the safe. Go away. Yeah. And I just got up calmly. I stayed calm through the whole lot, but I was petrified. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I showed it, I don't know. Yeah. But I asked, and he locked us into the the, the, the office. Right. He said, give me five minutes. And once five minutes is up, then you can ring. Just let me get away. Okay. And I was watching him on the cameras. And I seen him uh, go down through the lobby area, or yeah. down past the tills. And I instantly reached for my phone because he wasn't after patting us down, so I had my phone in my pocket. Yeah. And I rang the, the guards, but as I was ringing the guards, my manager caught my hand and said, Stop. Right. Uh, don't do it, let him get away first. Okay. And I was like, He's getting away. Like, then this was the high pressure training. That yeah, was yeah. Like, I was able to react. Yeah. But as soon as everything calmed down, I was shaking like leaf. Yeah. And I remember, I don't know if it was him or not, as far as I was aware, he was in prison. But two weeks later, I went to go into Max on Cork Road. You know, it was the old Max one. You had the big hill going in. Yes. So I just pulled in. It was 24 hours. Went in to get an old sausage roll. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this fella stopped in the doorway as I was walking up and looked at me and smiled. And I just got a pure panic attack. And my partner was with me. And I called her and I was like, we have to go, we have to go. And I was, like, I was pure paranoid. I was yeah. like, there's someone following me. Like, he knows me, he knows me. I was just, and that's, that's the real things that happen that people don't talk about. Right. And... Like, it did take me counselling to get over it. Yeah. Um, it's a traumatic event that people don't realise. And then the guards come along and they're like, you need to go up on the stand as a witness. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Oof. So I'm, I'm panicked. Yeah. And I'm like, do I have to? And they're like, yes. Like, oh, this man. is the DPP. So I'm standing outside the courtroom and they come out and really sorry, we used the wrong warrant, just have to get away with it. Oh, no way. Yeah. But the only thing is, as far as I'm aware, he's in prison now. Right. And it was because on the Wednesday night, he came in to sit with Max. Yeah. On the Saturday morning, he went in with a knife into City Jewelers. Remember City Jewelers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And robbed City Jewelers, and he didn't wear a balaclava. Okay. And the woman went to reach for the button. And yeah. he threatened to pull her eye out with the, with the knife. No she managed way. to hit the button before getting it. Fuck, lad. I don't know what I do in that kind of a situation. I think I just, I just fold like a pretzel and I just curl up and die. Like, it's, oh my god! It's a scary god. situation, you know. No one knows what they're gonna do until they're in that situation. That's no, and that was actually one thing like a, a staff member said to me. Um, I, I was only went back to work and I, I asked or requested to come off night shifts okay. for the time being because night shifts was only you and one other person. Okay. And I had a bit of anxiety in me from it. Yeah. So uh, now I'm only nineteen. Oh yeah, sure. You know, I'm young fella. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, um, and because I've been trained up for management, um, I request to go back on uh, day shifts just for a couple of weeks so I can build my confidence back up and then I'll go back on them. Yeah. Uh, the call came down from head office. Uh, if you don't go back on the night shifts, you're not continuing your management program. So I was back on the management program that week. But um, I was working a day shift and one of the members came up to me and said, your kickboxing didn't do you any good there, no, did it? You're a joke. No, I swear to God. What good is that going to fucking do? That's exactly it. In that situation. And 
I'm sure it was meant as, as a joke, but I, you can visibly see how angry I got on my face. And my yeah. manager just said, Sean, are you still smoking? I said, I am, yes. Uh, go out and have a fag, please. And it just gave me that five minutes just to... Yeah, yeah. And came back in and I did my job. But it's a tough thing to do. Oh, my God. Like, that comment was not necessary at all. That's what I don't even... That silliness. That just looking for a, a, a rose there, a rose after whatever. Mm-hmm. Not needed at all. I spent like, that's what was like you were saying there. The whole event of it happening is one thing, but then it, it's the aftermath of it then is another massive side to these things, like, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I never knew that. Now. That's, that's, that's a mad old story. That's crazy. Even, like, I'll take it, uh, I'll give you an example of uh, one of my fighters. Mm. He's only 14 years old. Okay. He's really soft kind guy like he wouldn't wouldn't push out on anyone yeah and he says to me I want to fight okay so I put him into his first fight a light contact fight and um, unfortunately I had to get my assistant coach to take uh, the fights that day up to a certain point uh, because I had to look after my daughter okay so as I come in he's fighting and my assistant coach is he's an old school coach okay like, I'm very new age in, in how I approach things yeah so I'm very like I look I look after you the old school way is hard hard like you're a champion you have to push push through this yeah whereas I have that little bit in me and I'll push it when it needs to be but I, if I need to step back off the brakes and go hey are you okay yeah I'll take that moment and I looked at him on the mats and I could see tears rolling down his face as he was being punched and I just screamed at the referee, stopped the fight. Yeah. Pulled him out. And he was continuing to cry. That was his first ever fight in life. Yeah. And it was in a controlled situation. That's obviously traumatic to anyone. Like someone punching you in the face, you're not ready for it. Yeah. And you're never ready for your first fight. Yeah. He then goes on a couple of months later and he says, um, I want to fight again. And I'd like to go full contact this time. I said, are you absolutely sure? He said, yes. So okay, brought him up. And I was like, he's staying in there now for all this. I already had the decision made. Yeah. Because I know he's good enough. I just, he needed that little push. Yeah. And he made your man look better than he was in the first round. So the old school comes out and he comes back and giving out to him. Does the same thing in the second round. Comes back, comes back to me and he's crying in the second round. And I looked down and I said, you want me to stop this fight, don't you? And I said nothing else. And he looked at me and with tears in his eyes he shook his head no I said good because I'm not going to you're going to earn your stripes today you either want this or you don't get yeah. out there and do it he went out and won the last round oh no way yeah but after the fight he was roaring crying yeah once again it's a traumatic event so I went over I gave him a hug and said I'm so proud of you for what you did that was so hard yeah you have to realise you have to give yourself credit you put yourself in that uncomfortable situation and you're after coming out looking better than you went in well done yeah that's that was a nice story, actually. Yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> it is like you know, like, put yourself in that mindset and that and that like you know frame of mind to I'm going to be getting punched in the face. Do you know what I mean? That's that's not easy to do. Like, no. it means nobody wants to be getting punched in the face. But like, my first time getting punched in the face, I always remembered. I it was a, a friend who done it to me, and I just started crying, mm. and I couldn't stop the crying, and I don't know why, and it was. I was shook and there was just tears going down my face and I don't know why I was crying but my body was traumatised from it like you know because I wasn't expecting it mm. yeah that's it's mad how the the brain works like you know, but 
just nice to hear that he pushed himself to get past that point. Mm. And can I ask, where is he now? Is he, is he the better for it? Absolutely. He's the best in the class. And really? He, yeah, I have a team's only class and he's the best in the class. And wow. people are try, striving to be like him. And Very that, good. Um, I suppose from the back off that, even though he lost, I got a call yesterday for him to go to Malta on the 25th, 25th of March. So he's getting his first international flight. Now. Really? Yeah. Woo! So, That's um, amazing. Lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just goes to show. Cool. When they're in an uncomfortable situation, push forward. Yeah. Don't lie down and, get, and give up. Just keep pushing forward. Yeah. Very good. Nice little motivational kind of a story there. Yeah, excellent. I go on to our, um, our next story. It's um, titled, Really Need Some Advice. So, sometime last night, my roommate's car got broken into. The window was smashed in and the car was rifled through, but thankfully nothing was stolen. My car was directly next to hers and didn't get broken into. I'm scared as it happened on the lowest level of our parking garage in a dimly lit area with no phone service. I live on a university campus and the cops said these types of things happen all of the time and even in my building there was a car broken into that had a gun stolen from it. I'm honestly terrified to go downstairs and drive my car. What can I do to protect myself if the worst happens? There you uh, go. That's a tough one. There you go, guns again, like. Yeah, that's really tough. Mm. Um, America shit first. Can't, yeah. Can't use that. Um, Pepper spray. Yeah. Yeah. Do I think be? That's what I teach the women. Like pepper pepper spray is illegal here in Ireland. Yes. Um. Uh, so you can't you can't carry it because yeah. it's a registered firearm. However, what you can do is you can carry a bottle of Dolan. Okay. Uh, and what I teach the the women that if they ha- if they're out in town they have a bring in deodorant in the, the bag. And they're walking home alone, which they shouldn't be doing in the first place. Yeah. I don't care what day and age it is. <laughs> I wouldn't do. I wouldn't walk on my own. No way. But um, put the deodorant can up your sleeve and walk down. Either you fold your arms, whatever. Make sure. And then in the event of that, and have that and spray them guys. Yeah. Uh, another one is I can have my keys. If you have your car keys. Okay. Take your key. Stick between your fingers. Yeah. Have it in your pocket. If anyone comes, slash across the face. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not going to teach you and that's not going to hurt someone or yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because in jiu-jitsu, it's going to not teach you to be able to control the situation. Yeah. I suppose this kind of person is, I'm going to use the word shagged because a gun is kind of the worst situation you could be in. Mm-hmm. There's nothing really, I don't think there's any training. I mean, you see videos of like, you know, like ex-Marines and stuff showing you how to do, take guns off people and how to stop it. But at the same time, I mean, could, can you really do that? It takes how long to pull the trigger? M- not even a millisecond. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm it's um, a, Once again, if you come back to the sparring point, then military people are done it in that high intensity situation yeah. and they've done it time and time and time again. Yeah. And this is my real pet peeve about online social uh well the social media and the self defence. So when I first started doing the TikToks, okay. Um uh, my manager over in uh the job came to me and said, Hey, you should do some self defence and I said, No, I'm not doing it. I was like, I can teach you, but I'm not going to do it. 
because I don't want to give people a false sense of security that you can do something after watching a video just because you know how to do something doesn't mean that you can execute it yeah and you need the training in that high pressure situation yeah very true yeah actually yeah good way of putting it like no you can you have to get in and spar you have to get in and spar yeah whether it's self defence like if I'm going to show you how to uh, someone release you if I'm yeah. only catching you like can I borrow your hand yeah yeah if I'm going like that and I'm not showing you what to do to get out of that yeah like I have a loose grip on you there yeah what happens if I'm going like that yeah exactly because that's the situation yeah now what do you do and people panic yeah exactly so when I teach it in, in the gym uh, I say to the lads right there you go do it nice and soft learn learn the movement okay do you have the movement done okay well, let's up the ante okay because you have to do it properly yeah yeah, yeah. You, can, you can you can train something and not hurt your partner yeah. You can have the intensity, which is what sparring is all about. Yeah. Or uh, running through the self defense. Yeah. But unless you're drilling it, it ain't worth it to you. You have to. You have to put it into. I'm stuck for a word here now. I can't. I can't. The door is on the tip of my tongue. You have to. Put like put it into practice. Like that's kind of dumbing it down a bit. I had a really cool fucking word there. My brain. Uh, like a thesaurus I'm trying to find but look I'm sure it'll come to me but um, uh, a kind of a weird question if you know and a funny question do you know like when you're scrolling through online and you see kind of these martial arts classes I'm sure you know what I'm going to talk about now and there'll be this fellow who's 40 years in practice and he comes along and people are trying to hit him and he glances to the side or he pushes his hand away and they're falling all over the floor can I get your opinion on this please because when I see it I start laughing good yeah good it's yeah. true is it like is it it's, it's bullshit <laughs> i knew it it's absolute horseshit yeah you know excuse my french yeah like it's that's a mcdojo that's what we call McDojo. Oh, okay okay if okay. you ever follow mcdojo live on social media they call people out like that every yeah. single day yeah and like you probably would have seen since we were talking about self-defense what's his name uh, Dale Brown to try urban survival tactic unit. Right, okay. Yeah, McDojo went in on ha- went in on them hard. Yeah. Time. Yeah. <laughs> so like, check out McDojo like if you want a good laugh because like not only will they take the mick like of hey look at this or like the absolute stupidity of it. I feel sorry for the people that go like that that you can think that you have such an inner chi that <laughs> <laughs> oh, like you're gonna come and like boom. But you get so far into martial arts at times, like people will say, like, you're going to go one or two ways, you're either going to go the professional route and, yeah. and stick to it, like, this is real, this is scientifically back backed stuff, yeah. which is the route I'm taking, or you can go the magic route. <laughs> and what's a magic show? It's just trickery. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like, don't be letting people take your money just because, oh, uh, like, they're or the best one is about eight of them on and they're exploding off just because oh, yeah. like, oh, it just goes <laughs> my head in like. I'd be doing some laughing at like is it is what it is like the fact that this master or whatever his name is or sensei whatever he calls himself does he like manipulate these people into thinking I have this power inside of me so when I do this you're going to do this without saying that like, you know what I mean like as plain as that but this is what's going to happen when I do this movement and you're going to feel it in yourself. Like, do they manipulate them to think that it's actually working? Potentially, or, which is more realistically, is when they give that side of the course, it's always the same people with them, isn't it? Yeah. So it's always, it must be on payroll, aren't it? 
imagine paid actors paid actors <laughs> like it's uh, to me I'd, I'd have to be like like there's no way I'd sell my soul with art <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. Like, I've, I've done movies like yeah. getting paid like it's I'm not pulling that away from anyone I'm never going to teach something that won't work I might throw a technique that's weird yeah say, just trust me for a second because I could be doing something for a reason in our sport we do everything for a reason and what I love about the guys down below is they'll challenge me on something yeah so if I show a technique that's some way vulnerable they'll go but what about this and I say exactly but just try it for a second yeah and you know you want to be in a gym that's going to challenge not only you but the coach like it's not one way it's the only way yeah you get me so just because I'm telling you to do something doesn't mean if I'm not saying right hand left hook right uppercut and you and you show right hand left uppercut right hand left hook yeah and you go oh sorry I did it wrong and I said why did you do it wrong ah just my body was telling me and that's your martial art that, that's why it's an, it's an art form ah, yes. you're showing your your way of doing this art so you're not doing anything wrong yeah. you're doing it right for you and people need to realise that everyone's an individual and how they do things the technique is always going to remain the same but how yeah. you put them techniques together will always be different right so you're kind of like you're dishing out like a, a template almost yeah and then you can just that your, like your body would elaborate on that like absolutely oh okay very good interesting yeah like um we'll go back to the the mcdojo for a second there like i, I seen a video yesterday of uh one of these fellas and then a, a professional kickboxer mm. and within a couple of seconds when the bell rang your man was you know trying to do all this with his hands and he was just getting smacked around the place and he, he was calling off the fight within about five seconds yeah like let's be real about it that's a fight yeah you know? <laughs> so like it, so, people don't waste your money on this don't waste your money shit on like at the end of the day just take the uh, take the Cobra Kai strike hard strike fast no mercy yeah you know I never actually watched that uh, you're missing out am I you're missing out <laughs> you have you watched Crash yeah of course Yeah. then it's just a continuation of the story as adults right okay. watch it yeah yeah <laughs> people have to tell me that it's, it's so worth it do you know what I mean it is, yeah. but, uh, 80s music the vibe yeah, yeah. Oh, it's crap <laughs> good good because like, I love Stranger Things the whole vibe of the uh, the 80s I love that shit yeah get it yeah yeah definitely I'll definitely watch it um, do you want to do one more yeah uh, yeah so there's one more and then that'll be it then and we'll get on to then your side of the how you went about the whole down the coach route and doing your own gym and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, so, how to spot someone with ill intentions. I'm not usually a paranoid person, but recent events in which I was the victim have made me overly suspicious of people. How can I spot someone who has ill intentions and wants to harm me or trick me, online or in person? What are some signs to look for to determine if someone can be trusted or not? Did look in the eye. Okay. Can you keep eye contact? Okay. If you're keeping an eye contact, and I like obviously you're gonna break eye contact sometimes. Yeah. Like, you know, because it's, just, it's, it's just creepy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I I learned that the hard way too. <laughs> but um, if someone can't look you in the eye when they're telling you something, that's a big tell for me. Right. Body language is also a good tell for me. It might be different for other people, but for me anyway. Yeah. Um, I find that if I'm speaking to you. My body's turned to you. Yeah. If my body in any way, shape, or form is turned away from you as I'm speaking to you, if I'm not doing anything else, like if I'm, say, we had to this part out, if I'm yeah, in, yeah. and I have the clipboard, 
Okay. And I'm here and I'm, I'm, I'm doing something, you come up and speak to me and I answer you. Like, that's fine. Yeah. However, if I'm having a conversation with you and I'm some way turned away from you, like, I'm not engaging with you. So you can't, how can you fully trust me and yeah, not fully yeah, yeah. engaging with you? Yeah. Do you get me? Yeah. Like, I don't get the whole thing of folding arms and stuff. Like, I'm, I put my hands behind my back and my chest out if I, if I feel like I need to. Yeah. Um, if I'm, like, taking a stand and being defensive. When I'm really relaxed, my hands are, my arms are clasped. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like that. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm set back. I could be standing up, and I could be cold, and I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> people are like, why are you being, being defensive? I'm like, I'm not. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm nice and relaxed. Yes. Um, everyone is like, once again, everyone's different. Well, give them the rope. Right. Give them the rope. Eventually, yeah. they trip themselves up. Yeah. Give them the rope. Let them, let them run around. Or if you really want to test, especially in a, in a big group of friends, if you really want to test it, and you want to do it, but this is manipulative, you have to understand that this is manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. If you have five friends, tell them five different stories. Okay. And then see which one comes back. Yeah. And then you know who you can't trust. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way of doing it, actually. Yeah. I've always had like a little uh, scenario I'd love to hear that. Do you know what I mean? If you've ever been to, to a new workplace or you've met new people or whatever just to find out who the snitches are yeah you know you give one like I don't know really you know how you go about it like I mean I was always thinking maybe you give one person one story and then wait to see if it does get back to you or, mm. or it'll be a it'll be a bullshit story mm. and mm. so they're spreading lies about you so when it comes back to you you're laughing in your head because you know it's bullshit mm. I've always loved to I always wanted to do something like that yeah, but always trust your gut too yeah you always sense it yeah don't you watch it like you know when someone's shiting on you know when someone's talking to you you know when something's not to be trusted yeah yeah, yeah. you know so trust your gut yeah your gut 90% of the time is right mm. yeah definitely yeah so my father would always say to spot someone who's like with we'll say like with ill intentions um he'd say don't look for the fellow who's going red in the face he, he always says to me look for the fellow who's gone white as a ghost because the blood is after coming from his head and he's ready to just throw down because he's not thinking he's 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 white in the face which means that he's already in that mode now of fight or flight whereas people red in the face he said are they're nervous they're embarrassed they don't really know what to do do you know they're, they're shy or anxious or whatever so yeah me i'm i've never come up in a situation like that i don't really know i've never looked at someone's face mm. to see if it goes white or red you know i've never been in that situation would you have you ever been seen anyone like that or have you ever went oh he's going to fucking smack the shit out of someone like I've never been in that situation but uh, I can say from personal experience uh, yeah yeah he is right like if I'm red in the face and I'm like screaming I'm emotive I'm emotional right okay so um, I'm in my emotions so if you hit me or whatever I will have no control like, yeah. I'm, like you're going to get the better of me but if I'm stoic and I'm calm and I'm white in the face and I'm like I'm stonewalling you yeah it's going to be a problem yeah because I'm ready to react. Yeah. Because if I'm in an uncomfortable situation on a town or anything like that, straight away what you see me do is I never actually come straight on with someone. Okay. I'm always there. I trust my gut. And if something's happening in the background, first things first, is there anyone that I care about in that scenario or close, close by to that scenario, they're removed. Yeah. And my eyes don't come off that scenario. Okay. And if I'm standing, I straight away go into my stance. Yeah. So I'm ready. Okay. But if I can remove myself, I remove myself. Yeah. Is that kind of the 
the rule for the day we call it like if you can de-escalate a situation do de-escalate it and don't beat it yeah you know the best self-defense is not being there yeah oh that's good that's a good way of putting it yeah 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 very good hmm. interesting Sean right that's the that was the last kind of story of people you know writing in for advice and stuff like that really interesting to hear your points you know I was thinking the stuff and I was reading it, I was like oh this and then you'd say something I was like do you know what that actually fucking makes sense mm. but uh, yeah no thanks for giving your uh, advice and wisdom on some of them stories um, would you like to kind of talk about your story we'll say so we'll start at the beginning you said you said you were nine when you went in for your first kickboxing tell me all about it where was it what got you to go to it uh, it was in Bill Sullivan on Tiger Tiger Open like a big chimney, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going into into Billy's. I just fell in love with it. Um, I got me into it because I was bullied. Okay. Point blank. Um, my friends were fed up of seeing me being bullied and being picked on. Okay. And I said, "You're coming kickboxing with me." Uh, and I was like, "What's kickboxing? I've never heard of this thing. Never yeah. I never saw any of the films. No, nothing like that." Yeah. Like I did taekwondo for two weeks and I hated it because like it was the what Felipe say patterns I always call them catas when I, I upset Felipe right? <laughs> it's not catas it's, it's, it's patterns but um, I just I, that that didn't interest me okay and I got into the kickboxing and bullying continued Cause just because I got into something didn't mean that I had confidence to do anything about it yeah and it persisted up until I was in, in fourth year in school that's a long time. That's a long time, man. Yeah, yeah. And at that time, I was fighting. Okay. So first year, second year, third year, I'm I'm fighting. I'm fighting competitively in kickboxing. Okay, so it's intense. But, yeah, and I still don't have the confidence to do it on the street. Oh, okay. And what happened was one day, because I was in, I was an easy target because I wouldn't defend myself. They're like, yeah. he's a kickboxer. So they're like, what? What's he? He's not doing anything back. Yeah. And he, one of them came up to me. Caught me by the scruff, headbutted me, started laughing in my face, and ran off. And I just saw it. And that was the moment that clicked. Yeah. I ran after him and the area. And I gave him a flying kick into the lockers. I didn't realize when the doors were open. So, the teacher saw this me coming along, flying kick, bang, hit your man in the shoulders, aim for his head. Yeah, I'm yeah. Lie, so, I he's lucky. <laughs> yeah. And into the lockers. Busted up the locker, she's two e up, blah blah blah. Um, I'm in the principal's office, and he's like, "This isn't like you. You've obviously been um, provoked here. Okay. Tell me what the story is." No, just don't like it. Yeah, I was just pure, and uh, not making the situation worse because you yeah. know, like if someone tells on on the bully, what happens? It gets worse. Hey, what? Hundred percent gets you know, worse. Like. Uh, when you're being bullied there's an old saying that comes out of the Rocky movies uh, a bully is just like a balloon one good pop and it goes away yeah. it's true right. unfortunately it is true Yeah. Um, it might be controversial <laughs> but it's true Yeah. Um, and that's what happened and from that day forward I wasn't missed it I was nearly expelled uh, I ended up getting detention uh, for I think it was three months whoa um so three months every Friday, I was in detention, and that was the point of me where the little bit of entrepreneur was born. Right. Because I was like, uh, it's okay first. 
Yeah, fuck away, man. So I was like, fuck this. I'm doing everything right. I asked for help in first year. And none of you did anything. Yeah. And now I've taken it into my own hands. And I'm being punished. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, that was, like, I'm 16. Like, yeah. the world owed, owed me, owed, like, <laughs> chip is on the shoulder. Well, I knew everything, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. I know nothing. Yeah. And, uh, did the detention. And then we went into fifth year. And... In fourth year, I was on the Gaelic football team, and I went off it because I was getting the bullying and pushing and yeah. whatever, and I, I was like, oh, and I left it. And the fellow that I was giving the name stick was in engineering class with me. Okay. And he said something to me, and I, I quit back, and he got up, and you know, uh, like a, like a bull head forward. I'll fucking kill you. I'll do this. I'll do that. And his best friend started laughing. And I said, Sean will kick the seven shit, the shit out of you. I'd sit down if I were you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, probably actually, yeah. And sat down. Go away. And I never had a physical altercation after that. Jesus. So That's I, mad. Yeah. And it was just that one one moment where I just went. Yeah. Bang. And went for him. I was left alone then. Ever yeah. since. I, and because I was angry at the school and angry that you do things right and sometimes it doesn't work out for you. I stopped going to school. Mm. I, like, I, I made stop every day. I was on the duck. Yeah. Like, ma'am, I'm not going back. Oh, don't have class. And I'm going to ring that school. And I was like, well, I'll go back. And I'll go back for a class. And then I'd be gone missing again. Yeah. And this went on for months and months uh, until I did, uh, I did exams uh, for construction. And I got a B in the exam. Okay. I wasn't expecting to get a B. Yeah. And he calls in, and the teacher was there. The results were horrendous and they were so bad and pitiful. You should all be ashamed of yourselves. And I'm there with a B going, oh, bollocks, what did I do? Yeah, yeah. And she goes, Mr. Barrett scored the highest in the class with a B and he missed one. 24 out of 26 classes. You should all be ashamed of yourselves. Fuck. And I went, oh, jeez, that's embarrassing. (laughs) You know what I mean? And uh, so just went on to school. Got me leaving cert. My parents weren't expecting me to get a leaving cert because I hated school so bad. Yeah. I wanted out. I just wanted an apprenticeship. Just wanted to become a carpenter. Right. Uh, love work. Love working with my hands. Yeah. Um, went to. We came out in two thousand eight at the height of the recession. Yes. Uh, got two weeks into being a labourer's plaster. Couldn't get an apprenticeship for a carpenter. And I got let go after two weeks, which led me into. Well, I got work, so who's hiring? Supermarket's hiring. Okay, I'll get money that way. Yeah. And you'd always be fighting for hours. And when I look back, I was actually very strategic in, in everything I did. And I was just being a little smart ass by, by doing it. Yeah. Everyone hated night shifts, but it was guaranteed seven hours. Hey, I want five night shifts. Ah, That's full time. Yeah. Uh, you sure? Yeah, yeah, I want five night shifts. And. I got so good in night shifts that they always put me on them then. Yeah. And a seven hour shift turned to a six and a half hour shift, turned to a six, a six and 15 minute shift. But I had my hours regularly. Yeah. Hey Sean, can you come in at four o'clock and work till 11 o'clock? Yeah, no bother. Be out before 11 o'clock. Managers love seeing me come in on a night shift because yeah. oh, we're out early tonight, lads. <laughs> so I just don't want to be there. Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't want to be dealing with people. I just want to get in. And it's just funny now because like when I run the business dealing with people every day yeah and like you're dealing with all different emotions 
but the best advice I was ever given in my work experience was in Supermax the manager pulled me in and he was giving me a pay raise and he said um, your face like you were you were not happy here this is the hardest job you'll ever have is dealing with the public and he is right to this day through all my experience he's right to this day I go back to the factory in the morning before I go working in, in the public and you know about how bad the yeah. factory is I surely do unfortunately and he gave me that and he told me uh, it was your attitude that needs to change right we know you don't like working here but why would I give you a pay raise if you're like not enjoying coming to work I went right okay so I changed my attitude six months later I was up for promotion okay mm. very good kind of showing a keen like keen interest like or even making it look like you're interested in your job like yeah I'm just like look I, I'm not happy in the position I'm in so vocalise it say yeah. like hey what's the opportunities is there any opportunities to grow up here no okay let's move on yeah you know and I spent three years in Supermax and Barron Sound Street then I went to Champion Sports uh, I was told I was on a full time contract two weeks later they changed to a part time contract after Christmas went they sacked me even though I was after reaching targets yeah like it's a cutthroat business yeah and I went back to Supermax and asked for my job back didn't have anything so I ended up on the dole and that's hard yeah you know when you want to work and you're trying and I was like I want to get in a factory I want to get here I want to get there never came and Supermax on the Dummer Road rang me and I said are you still looking for a job I said I am yeah can you come out for an interview so I wasn't even after applying they rang up for me okay and it was at the time when they put up their they revamped it and put pizza in yes and I had the experience in the pizza okay and I had the experience because I was a tr- uh, because I was in that training management for a year previous I was a training coordinator so I was training people up on how to do things Yeah. so I was brought in then to train everyone on the new till system to train everything up and I was told I was going to be a main manager within six months management didn't come within six months responsibilities were taken away I end up I move on on Dage Tech because I'm not no growth okay so I end up going into a call centre for a year I end up hitting my bonus seven out of the 12 months I'm there uh, I was I would not recommend a call centre to anyone that doesn't have a tough skin and well uh, push came to shove I couldn't find me fob to get in one day right and, and I was like fuck this I'm going home manager rings me where well you're supposed to come into work where are you I quit hung up the phone oh and um, I was the highest broadband seller on the team so we had a a goal of a week two broadbands so Sean went, well, a broadband is worth seven fifty to me every time I sell one. Yeah. So Sean will get two broadbands a day. Yeah. So I was the highest broadband seller across the floor. Very good. And they'd send people in to train on how I was selling broadband. Ah. And then another guy on the team was the best at additionals. So additions was worth two euro to you. And I was like, how are you getting your additions? You know, like, yeah, you work yeah. with people. And that's the great thing about sales environment is you start realizing, hey, like, I'm getting benefit out of this. My problem in 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 um, HTEC was I took too many calls. They would always say take about thirty calls a day. Okay. I was fifty, sixty, eighty calls a day. So as soon as I come in, if I couldn't get that out of you, bam, hang, next one. Yeah. Next one. Next one. Ah. My conversion rate just dropped. So that's why I didn't reach me bonus uh, in months. Okay. Okay. And if I was being lazy and going, oh yeah, I'll keep on, I keep them on silent hold. So yeah. Yeah. On hold because your hold stats are there, so you just mute them on that. Yeah. So unless your manager was listening into you, you wouldn't get caught. So you just jib, jibby up the statistics of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I just quit. Went back on the dole. Um, 
found uh, the it was at the time they were doing the CE schemes. Okay. And I found the CE scheme for a parts manager at Mitsubishi Motors. So I said, right, I'm going to do that. But it was too early. So they held the job for me until I went in. I went in and I worked 40 hours a week for 240 euros. What? Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. My my dole at the time was 180 euros, I think. Maybe it was 170. Yeah, yeah. It was 240. It was, it was bumped up to with a CE scheme. And I was working 40 hours a week. Um, That's a joke. On a full-time job. And then I was going to Supermax and I was delivering pizzas or back as a delivery driver. So I was doing three nights there okay. uh, a week just to get by. Uh, okay. There was a way around it where like, I was responsible for the clearing. Yeah. And she like, no one did. So why would I? Exactly. And um, did that. And then I was like, I'm giving so much and that my job wasn't guaranteed at the end of the six months. Right. And I was getting really annoyed. I was only ever moving out with my girlfriend uh, into a, a house. And I was like, right, I need money. And uh, Baker. Do you remember Baker? Yeah. Baker is my stepfather's brother. Okay, right. And he was like, hey, the factory is hiring. I said, here's CV. And I got a, uh, I got a call. And I rang them. And I was after asking Supermax for a full-time job back. Yeah. And they rang me. So the Friday, I got a phone call off the store manager at Supermax. He was like, will you start with me Monday at 8 o'clock? Yeah. Rang up my old boss. Uh, or the Mitsubishi. I'm not coming back. Um, so I'm told, just like, all I have to do is register off the road, go take a full-time job. Yeah. You know? And uh, I said, I'm not coming back. I'm going to take a full-time time job. And, uh, uh, thanks for the opportunity. They were like, okay. Uh, an hour later, I get a call up there from Lachlan. Right, okay. Uh, see you Monday morning, 8 o'clock. We're starting. And I'm like, oh, I don't sound so max. Mm. I'm starting on Monday morning. I was like, okay, thanks very much. Hang up the phone. And uh, Supermax rings back. Well, Frank. And he goes, Sean, you're not starting with me on Monday morning, are you? No, Frank. How do you know that? Oh, I just gave you a reference. Well done. Congratulations. No way, lad. Yeah. So he knew. He knew, yeah. So once the other job came, he wasn't going to hold me back because he knew I'd make more money in, in the factory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even though he really wanted me back. Oh, man. I spent seven years in the business at the same time. So I was working 84 hours a week. Oh, physical hours. Dad, lad. Yeah. Were you really? Yeah. Uh, I've done... Man. Tuesday night, I'd leave as early as I could, which would be probably half four. I'd uh, leave that on a Tuesday and straight into the gym for six o'clock, six o'clock to nine o'clock in the gym. Thursday, six o'clock to nine o'clock in the gym. Um, I'd get out about half ten because she cleaned down afterwards. Uh, Friday, I'd have my daughter straight after work over to twelve o'clock, straight into the gym, uh, twelve, uh, two o'clock to three o'clock, I think. I think only have one person at the time. Yeah. And then Sundays I had eight. Oh, sorry. When I was running Sundays, I was one p.m. to nine p.m. I was doing on Saturdays, and then on Sundays I started them off doing nine to uh, ten to four. Yeah. They sold out. I increased it to nine to five. They sold out. I increased the price to fifteen euro, so we're running about ten euro an hour. Yeah. Sold out. Eight to six, continuous sold out. People are telling me I was too cheap. I increased it to 20 euro an hour. It's still selling out to this day. Fuck, lad. Mm. Very good. So, like, don't ever think that you... Don't ever put a value on yourself. Yeah. Like, you're worthy. And even if you don't believe it, start off small and build it up slowly. Yeah. But 84 hours a week. And I, 
I don't know if you do it, but I used to like up in the morning, uh, in dawn every morning and contemplate life, sit on the side of the bed. Really? And, uh, yeah, and what it was was, uh, I said it. I was so I was just very unhappy. Right. Okay. And um. I'd walk in and everyone, you know, when do you still have the thermometer going in? Yes. So you see everyone walking in, so they see everyone with their heads down. Yeah. And we're like, oh, we're all going in and all our heads are down. And I used to do it too. And I said, why do I feel like this? I come from the gym, I'm smiling, I'm happy, I'm empowering people. I'm coming in here and I'm feeling disempowered. Yeah. Like, why am I doing this to myself? And I met my, my, my girlfriend, that my current girlfriend now, and she's like, seeing everything I was doing and she was like sit beside me in the bed she goes, what are you doing I said just quit just like you have the business just just take the chance yeah but, uh, but I can't I said like money's not guaranteed like that's that's scary I have a daughter to look after I have everything like I can't lose everything she's like you're just gonna have to do it at some point yeah like her dad is an entrepreneur as well and he's very well respected in, in what he does and she was telling me his experience and I was like I'm I'm terrified of it now, now, and then I had the bust up with the manager, caught me on the phone. You okay. know, you know that's a big thing over there being on the phone. Oh yeah, as, as silly as it is. Yes, like, yes. You know, lines aren't moving. There's pile up. The alarms are going off, and I'm on my phone, and I'm actually responding to a potential client. Yeah. And he comes up. On your phone. On your phone. And I'm like, yeah. And I think he caught me twice in three weeks right. but it went went off anyway and uh, two weeks later he came back to me and he tried to give me a warning okay and I said I'm not accepting it and I was like why I said put the dates on it so I was being smart yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the new HR manager came over and started screaming at me he's like you're taking this and was on support and I said I'm not taking that I said put the dates on it that's not a proper HR file and because it was after doing the business degree what business, you're talking about. so I knew what I was talking about and as I put it, make it a proper HR file, I'm happy to accept it, but I'm not accepting it in its current form. Right. And push back, so they couldn't get me on that, so they moved me off my job. Mm. And they put me on to uh, the bull pack, so I went from finishing first to finishing last. Yeah. And they knew it would affect me with the business. Right. So I walked in the next day, and they were like, you're on the bull pack. And I said, nope, that don't suit me, and I walked out. And, like, telling my girlfriend, she's like, well, you not just leave, like, nah. Uh, so this went on now up to Christmas and I ended up moving uh, onto the the scales to come out of one hall into the packing area. Yeah. So I managed to divvy it up even though there was, uh, I nearly threatened to quit. They weren't going to move me Yeah. because they were trying to put, put the power onto me. And I was getting so empowered and like, nah, you, I would just leave. Yeah, uh, exactly. I don't, I don't yeah, care, yeah. you have no control over me anymore. Like, and I, I don't accept your control over me anymore. Yeah. Which I probably should. It's probably the wrong thing to do. Um, and it probably sounds really arrogant, but I just that was how I felt. Yeah. And after seven years, of, like you remember, I worked up to QC and I came back down. Yes, yes, yes. That's know, right. I was t- I took on more responsibility for no extra pay. Yeah. And in order to move up, and I was just dogged, and I was like, why am I doing this anymore? And so I went back on the floor, and I had no responsibility, and same wages, and I was getting out early every day. Yeah. Know? happy relaxed because I used to have to take work home because my, my work was so, workload was so heavy oh. and um, we I just came out I was out on the 11 o'clock break I smoked a fag and um, 
I rang my mother. I said, I can't do this anymore. It's like, like, it was, it was like, you gotta do what you gotta do for you. She goes, I'll help you if you need. Mm. Uh, if the rent is not covered in the, in the gym or whatever, money's there if you need it. Right. Follow your dream. Oh, man, do. That's a it was big. It was big. And I just went, thank you. I don't want to disappoint you. She goes, you're never going to disappoint me. Okay. And just from that moment, I went, right, okay. I went in and handed in the notice that day. I went, uh, I gave four weeks notice because I, uh, I looked up the legal requirement. I was there seven years. I had to give four months. Right. So then manager scoffed you. You had to give two weeks here or even a week. Uh, and I was trying to do things nice. That got in on me then because uh, like I was stressed. I was off my head. Yeah. And I went, nah, I'm not coming to work tomorrow. No, I just kept ringing in. And I was like, no, I'm going to come to work. And he goes, you have a sort of you'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, I'll have a sort of Didn't have any sort Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I want to go to the doctor. And I want to spend, spend money, money for like it. for it, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. So, um, dad was sick. Um, they needed my help at home. And I just went, fuck it. Went in one, rang up the HR manager one day. Said, yeah, I'm not coming back. I'm supposed to be finished on the 11th of March or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm finishing today. I'm done. Like, right. My family needs me. Uh, I'm being successful out, outside. Uh, I'm, I'm done. And uh, I went in and I signed a form and I bawled. I cried. I cried hysterically. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. It was such a relief after seven years. I, I was like, I'm going to miss the lads. I'm gonna miss everyone. Like it was, I was not expecting it to hit me as yeah. much as it hit me. And I walked into the gym the next day, and it was like they all, everyone said it to like, "You look so light and uplifted." I felt I left the job. Yeah, wow, man, that's a that's a great story. I really enjoyed listening to that. Now. Yeah, yeah, because I, I'm not saying I know how you feel, but obviously I work over the job as well and. I do get days when not every day I wake up I think do I need this do I need this job and for me I don't want to live a life where I wake up every single day thinking do I need this job so in that sense I understood why, where you're coming from but um, I suppose congratulations to you for having the courage to tell him I'm done and to actually have a dream and to follow it is a massive step in anyone's life so kudos to you because of that as well um, hopefully maybe one day I can start up my own little business as well um, but would you like to maybe drop in an old bit of information where can people find you um, what kind of a like what classes do you run kind of stuff like that if you want I don't mind yeah no absolutely plug plug your your business here man yeah this is the mm. this is the prime place to do it more <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you can find us on any social media like uh, I'm very active with 21,000 followers on TikTok um, I've about 500 followers on Instagram I'm just under that thousand on, on Facebook and I'm on the way to building a thousand on YouTube because I, uh, I do some vlogs fight night vlogs so you see things from a coach's perspective and fight, fighter's perspective and I try to give as much information as I can to people that like the, the sport is kind of secret you know things like we have training camps behind closed doors yeah. you never want to give out your, your stuff so 
like even I ran the first ever show in the theatre aisle for kickboxing you know oh, I, wow. I made that that was a goal I had and we managed to get that last year and I changed the game I disrupted the game big time yeah so usually when you go to a show you have gloves in uh, either side of the ring for the corners and every fighter shares them gloves I didn't I took a professional route I had a brand new pair of gloves for every single fighter that went in when they came in and handed them the gloves shook their hands thanks for being part of my show and there for you to take home which is nice I brought in a professional cut team professionally wrapped their hands greased them before they went in the ring so all safety standards were above and beyond anything that Ireland has ever seen before and I'm happy to say that I was able to do that wow uh, my experience as a fighter I've seen the bad side of things so I want to change to the good side of things yeah uh, I want to make pub fighters first especially if they're going in there our gym is a fighting gym I didn't realise it up until last week right uh, but, uh, I said to the lads um, who wants to fight and put up their hand who wants to fight this year and got the hands got the weights got it, got the experience the whole lot when I went through it I had 20 fighters I really? Had, I had 80 in the gym through, uh, in, a, in a good week right I'm not at that number at the moment but uh, to have a quarter being fighters that's a lot yeah that want to pursue that kind of a they want to pursue that and like that just tells me that what I'm doing and what I'm teaching as a coach and what they can see from yeah. the social medias yeah. they can see the lifestyle and they're not going in blind Yeah. so we run uh, teens class teens only uh, a kids class uh, we used to run a women's only class but unfortunately that failed so I changed it to beginners uh, K1 and okay. then advanced K1 so all my fighters in the advanced K1 and they all got the one last night that it's put up or shut up time if you're not putting in the work in this class and you're going to make your arse around Back to the seven o'clock you go you're in your stripes in this class yeah um so they're all put on notice uh and i had a couple of times where i went away and i came back with all losses as a coach i feel responsible yeah uh, i want the best for my lads so if that means i have to be a little bit harder and a little bit tougher that's what you're going to get yeah 100 percent um you go based out in kilcone um uh, like I said, you can find us on any social media and you can contact me on any question, I'll answer if I can help you in any way. I always help anyone. Yeah. Um, I offer one-to-one lessons, which have been my bread and butter, which was able to get me to go um, out on my own. So they used to only run on a Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Now they're running Sunday through Friday because I take Saturday off. Saturday is my only day off. Really? Yeah. Oh. So you're... So, yeah. You're grinding it, man. Yeah. Excellent. So, uh, people say working for yourself is easier certainly not okay <laughs> certainly not there's probably a lot more hours yeah but it's not a burden yeah it's, you know, it's rewarding it's very rewarding especially like if I see that little eight year old that's been trying to practice their back kick and then all of a sudden they get their back kick and they're like coach coach look yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, the most rewarding one is do you know Dalibor no man no. Dalibor is over in the bowling hall right. he had his little son in uh, training with me and I said right lads we're going to throw uh, Superman Punch Joe, uh, we'll learn Superman Punch and he says uh, like, who's Superman I'm like you don't know who Superman is what yeah uh, and I was like who's your hero and Talibor's son said like, you coach like, oh, oh no what? way <laughs> <laughs> I was like that was melting me yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like okay burpees go <laughs> <laughs> very good lad but yeah classes and it's like but there's always little little small moments that you could just stop and be grateful for but um 
but it's hard little moments like that are like this is why I do what I do this is all worth it in the end like excellent well man we have a lovely young kind of savvy entrepreneur now in Waterford it's, good to, it's good to see not yet have to be successful yet yeah, yeah. I know but you're trying you're getting there you're putting yourself out there you've thrown everything in you've thrown your hat everything it's good to see that like it's um, it's inspirational we'll say mm. when I seen obviously when I was in the job and there are stories flying around you know about yourself like oh he's after doing this now with the with the opening up his own gym and I was like oh shit like this is massive like there's another one getting out like you know like of, of the place but um to see it now all coming to fruition and seeing it perform your own eyes is it's kind of a mad it's a, a lovely it's nice to see that dreams do happen and it can come true if you just put your heart out. Yeah. Does does make it and all it is is a decision. Yeah. Just make a decision and go, this is what I want. Go for it. Yeah. And it sounds corny. And it sounds corny. But make the decision, go for it and put in that work and it will come to fruition. Yeah. Well Sean, thank you very much for coming on the podcast with me today. It was uh, an absolute pleasure to to talk to you and to listen and get all of your advice. Um, I hope the listeners now are it falls on someone's ears I think you know what maybe I'll do this for a change or geez that really helped me um, but yeah and I suppose I'm going to go out now and fuck I'm going to give Jiu Jitsu a go yeah I'm going to get on to you and if you don't, if ah. I don't have Jiu Jitsu done by the next six months I'm going to kick the legs off <laughs> you're going to show up at me door. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do a podcast and then I'm going to kick the legs off <laughs> so man but look thanks very much for coming on yeah no problem really appreciate it thanks for the opportunity thank you Long before everybody.